Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. chat the only podcast brave enough to ask the question hey what's up with cars and lucas we have a fan i mean john you couldn't have said it better i am lucas he's john i think he said our catchphrase uh we do in fact have a fan i'm gonna preface this by saying we've had people listen to it this show before you're doing it right now if you hear this but we just got a really good fan email (laughs) today and it was like, I don't know, I'm going to actually check the exact time it came in. Uh, 43, I want to say? Yeah, for, literally 40 minutes ago from when we're recording. We are, in fact, recording at 7.24 p.m. on the Sunday before mm-hmm. releasing, which is pretty bad, even for us. And it's fully my fault. John texted me on Thursday to ask when I was good, and I replied, like, noon today. But anyway, yep. yeah, we got a good email. But well, we make we make things work. Lucas, I'm just walking on cloud nine, (laughs) which is incredibly dangerous right now as it is like storming a little bit. But hey, you got to take risks. Uh, So you've introduced to the fact that we've got a really good fan email. Do you want to go over the fan email or talk about or tell them what we're going to talk about this week first? This is your save the best for last, but I couldn't wait to reveal that. So we're going to talk about it later in the show. Let's talk about the episode's initial uh, proposed idea which is Uh Miss Fritter and her super, super illegal commercial. No, yeah. Uh, We found, I don't know how we keep missing random car shorts and then finding them, Uh, but we found another car short that we missed. It's uh, Miss Fritter's Racing School. That is with one K and three O's, no H involved. And it's basically just a commercial for Miss Fritter, who is the bus from Cars 3, who like does the demolition derby. I think they call it Crazy 8s. And it's just really weird. So we wanted to do an autobiographies on her and the Thunder Hollow crew, which is where that is. All right. So right off the bat, let's we'll do our, our classic move of explaining what the uh, entire short is. But this one's really easy to describe. It's lightning puts a trophy somewhere. He says it's going to be safe. And then a yep. crazy, crazy commercial happens and somehow breaks the trophy. <laughs> Yeah, this commercial has to be illegal, I'm thinking, now for a few reasons. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, but we'll get to that. Uh, So it's literally like minutes after Cruz wins the big race at the end of Cars 3. uh, And they're just sitting around. uh, Lightning puts the trophy from that aforementioned big race next to the trophy from Crazy 8s that he taped together after breaking. Uh, It was a very emotional scene in Cars 3. You had to be there. Uh, (laughs) But, and then just a commercial comes on the TV and Miss Fritter comes on and talks about how if you don't like the direction your life is going, uh, much like she didn't, apparently, when she was a normal school bus, confirmed working for the school system, which, gosh, Mm -hmm. that's going to be a big chunk of this episode. So she became a demolition derby person. And she gets, uh, like, the ambulance to come in and do a testimonial. What looks like a taxi to me. Would you agree mm-hmm. with that? Yep. The one with high blood pressure. Yes. Was it oil pressure was what yeah. he said? But it was uh, blood high pressure, oil pressure. His odometer was off the charts. Several other issues with his health. Yeah. And for some reason, I think his doctor, he said his doctor just said he needed a change and to relax. And he interpreted that as go do this insane demolition derby crazy eight race. What you need but in your if life it works for him. is to relax. And the way to relax is Mortal Kombat. I think I, I think his bit in the movie 
is he basically curses, but then he honks because he does that in the little short too. And I think I remember that from the movie. So he's yeah. in the movie. And then there's an RV who doesn't talk good who comes in. Uh, oh no, Lucas, I just realized something. What's that, Johnny? When we curse, we replace it with honks. That means oh, we man. do exactly what the cars do. Oh man. See, I, th- I feel like you're going to like a like an existential place of are we any better than the cars? I'm going to like a comedic goodness of, oh man, they make that joke in cars. Darn it. We could have uh, done better. That means we could have done better than that. It's definitely a bit of both. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but then somehow, again, minutes after Cruz has won the big race at the end of Cars 3, is we're going to keep calling it because we don't know what race it was, as revealed last episode. <laughs> they put like a cutout of Lightning and Cruz and have that like mouths cut out and have the cars talk it talk through it as if it's lightning and cruise giving a testimonial for it being the first of the illegal bits of the commercial i assume you're referring to i wouldn't say that's the first of the illegal bits but it's definitely an illegal bit no yeah uh and then miss fritter screams so loud that the vibrations from the sound make the trophy fall over and break which is what I was thinking as another illegal bit, because there have to be regulations on how loud commercials can be. There are. That's like actually a well-established thing that commercials uh, had this tendency to make their... They wanted to catch your attention and be louder and more noticeable, so they would just make themselves too loud. So if you're watching TV, they would just cut to a really loud commercial, and that caused so many problems that they actually made laws about just commercial volume oh man so yeah and also it seemed again it was so loud it shook the room and made something fall down which even if there weren't like regulations specifically about how loud a commercial can be that's just like dangerous mm-hmm. that's <laughs> i don't and know you're saying you can't it do that. made things fall down it made the trophy explode. It didn't explode, explode, but that thing fell into like 18 pieces. No, that's, yeah. And like it was not... already unstable. Yeah. But bad. That's very bad. Uh, your commercial can't do that. Mm-hmm. There, there are unstable things in lots of people's homes. Oh boy. Okay. So what do we want to talk about first? Because there's a lot to talk about, but like all of it's kind of going to hinge around the same few points of this is really strange this is illegal or that's just insane and uh to give an example of that's just insane if you look at her picture her school picture when she was a bus those are i'm pretty sure those are just like human teeth that have been photoshopped onto it oh man really yeah i don't care for that (laughs) very unsettling to look at i'm sure i believe you very much one thing I want to do just to, since we're going to sort of talk about the inhabitants of Thunder Hollow is move right on to our, uh, let me, let me go to our fan email that we keep referencing because they gave me a a name for it for the first time and forever. Uh, And it is uh, the, I'm in love with my car, parentheses, queen remastered of the day, which I could have sang that it's a song by queen. I didn't feel like singing that. Sometimes I feel okay singing on the podcast. Other times I feel very not okay singing on the podcast. And that was one of those times. And after last week's episode, come on. (laughs) We're going to worldofcarsdrivein.fandom.com slash wiki slash thunder underscore hollow. Thunder hollow again being where the demolition derby took place. And literally all I want to do, there's a list of inhabitants here. And they just got bonkers names as they so often do. So let's, I want to read some of those. Let's go through it. So we've got, of course, Miss Fritter, mm-hmm. uh, RV Motorhome, who is the RV, Dr. Damage, who is the ambulance, <laughs> Fair Game, uh, Fair spelled like a taxi fair, so I assume that's the taxi. I could click through to their page and find out it is, in fact, the taxi. Mr. Drippy, uh, Sig Alert, Taco, <laughs> uh, Jimbo, High Impact, Pushover, Blind Spot, Fishtail, APB, T-Bone, Broadside, Pile Up, Patty, Bill, which are two of my favorites, uh, Superfly, Airborne, Liability, and maybe my new favorite name in the Cars verse, uh, Jambalaya Chimichanga. 
<laughs> I'm clicking through to the page. It's a card painted like a clown named Jambalaya Chimichanga. <laughs> but, but why? <laughs> no, John, maybe you didn't hear me. The car's named Jambalaya Chimichanga. I think that speaks for itself. <laughs> I am going to look up that name of the train I liked so much. I couldn't can't remember it off the top of my head. Wait, let me I'm going to I'm going to do this. Something he's got the in his name. Jumping jalopy. Uh I got nothing. It is the Galloping Gear Grinder, which The Galloping Gear Grinder. <laughs> I think it comes in a comfortable second now to Jambalaya Chimichanga. Cuz I don't know, man. How can you beat Jambalaya Chimichanga? <laughs> I couldn't tell Sorry. you. I could not tell you. Okay. Jambalaya Chimichanga is not in the short, uh, and we don't see very much from them, so they're not going to be really featured in our uh, autobiographies episode today very much, other than, gosh, they're just my favorite name. It's Jambalaya Chimichanga. It's All two right. good words. They're both food. I like both of those foods. That's the end of the wiki quote segment. All right, so let's talk about one thing that seems all of these cars have in common in the Demolition Derbies. And that's their teeth. Their teeth are messed up. Which, I mean, makes sense. Yeah, they do use their faces a lot to smash into other vehicles, which I've talked about it before. That's not what you're supposed to do in a demolition derby because that's where your engine is and you don't want to hit with your engine because it's going to just upset you up real quick. Yeah, but I mean, that it's not like that's different <laughs> in the cars first. Not only is their engine there, that's like their face also and we assume some sort of like brain and important organs are all mm-hmm. up there as well somewhere. So I gotta Why say, do do that? I can't think of a single a single fighting style that is comparable in the way that they're just, I guess, headbutting constantly. Like there are headbutts in fighting, sure, but it's not like the go-to in any human fighting that I can think of. Yeah, it's, it's rare that you see more than just like, I don't know, two or three in a single fight. Even two or three is like a lot. I would yeah. think they're throwing out a lot of headbutts. And in the like in movies, a very common trope is, oh, look, they try to headbutt and they hurt themselves a lot. And that's like and it the went ha-ha very badly. Moment. Yep, because you don't want to use your head as a weapon. Your head's very important and the cars seem to only use their heads when in this sort of i don't know man survival ring that they except for the kingpin good old miss fritter is the one character who seems to have this insane weapon attached do we think that's because it's her business i was gonna say is it just she's the only one smart enough to have made a weapon the only one able or maybe she's just she's clearly if not like in charge of this like, she's the reigning champ, mm. so maybe that's just an honor she's received. But, I don't know, it doesn't make too much sense to me to give your reigning champ an additional advantage. Yep, it's uh, it's like cause... any good like uh, drinking game when it comes to playing video games. If you're, like, playing Super Smash, the person who loses is not the person who should take the shot. It's the person who won so that they'll get worse at the game. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Then again, if they were to be drinking during this combat, I guess that would also give them an edge because they're going to feel less pain or notice it less. And if we're comparing it to fighting, maybe there's some like, I don't know, like drunken fist. But I don't know. I don't think that I don't feel super comfortable asserting the idea that driving drunk will make you better at car fighting. So I'm not going to assert that. I feel like I feel like we can. And the reason I feel like we can is because in this universe, car fighting is just hurting yourself and another person at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And like the whole thing about this. Yeah, it's it's just you get drunk and you're better at crashing. You're better at crashing. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe maybe the, on- the reason Miss Fritter is the only one with a weapon is that she's the only one with like some sort of physical attachment that could be created into a weapon is like, it's not like that was added onto her. That was a part of her body that she sharpened into a buzzsaw and somehow modified to make it spin like a buzzsaw or a circular Mm -hmm. saw. But I don't know that like a ambulance or an RV 
or a taxi would have something like that, just automatically as a part of them. Well, even the one that does have something a part of them that they could have theoretically used, uh, in the commercial, they do some other illegal activity, uh, claiming a miracle cure that clearly did not work. And that was, yeah, she even fixed my, was it Siren? Yes, ambulance. I didn't want to talk about Dr. Damage. That's Dr. Damage, if you're curious. <laughs> Dr. Damage is an ambulance who, his first thing that he admits, the reason he's in the situation he's in, is because he got fired for being bad at his job. One, because his siren didn't work. And two, because he was accident prone, meaning he was probably hurting more than he was helping. And It's not what you want in an ambulance. <laughs> it's really not. And even better slash worse, he then claims that since he joined this weird cult, that the cult leader <laughs> fixed his siren, and then he turns on his lights and starts just saying wee-woo. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, this cult leader has him convinced that she has magical he- healing powers, and he's just going with it on a commercial. And talking about yeah. fighting and a cult leader again... Let's talk about how there is this weird common thing in certain martial arts where it's the idea of a, a spiritual attack and what it oftentimes is, is a, a very old master of that uh, fighting style will have a bunch of people that are his underlings and he will knock all of them out without even touching them. He'll just do a, a punch and the energy will go through his fist out into the air and into them and knock them out and uh like okay so when it seems to be most real is when there's an air of hypnotism about it of the students expect something to happen so they feel something happening and uh i think that's just kind of this whole mentality is these people are just accepting what this cult leader is saying because she is the fight club leader who has convinced them all to just punch each other until they all die. Yeah, and like, even if it's... I'm not sure that I'm ready to call Miss Fritter a cult leader. I'm not I'm not ruling it out by the end of this episode because I hadn't even thought about it before you said it, and it's not uncompelling. But like, even if it's not that, then it becomes a very, very sad thought of just like, I don't know, we've been talking about how many how many head injuries these poor sons of guns get. Mm-hmm. You get and, enough head injuries and you're going to start thinking, oh yeah, this is good. This pain is not bad. And maybe even like just hearing sirens. Oh no. <laughs> just in general. Just yeah. in general. <laughs> All right. So that's not great. Dr. Damage made me a little sad. <laughs> but I do want to talk about a little bit more since we're already on him. I've already made complaints with ambulances in the Carsverse because they wouldn't be big enough to put cars in them. And you said, no, look at the scene from Rescue Squad Mater in which Lightning is in an ambulance. And I said, fine, you got this one. But Dr. Damage is not big enough to fit another car in him. He's big enough for, like, forklifts and, like, the the smoke jumpers from planes, too. So I guess that he could be specifically for those. But that's really niche, right? Why would you need an ambulance for just that well i will say it does seem like a very large portion of all living people at this point are forklifts yeah but like if you have one that's big enough for a normal car just also use that for the forklifts right maybe but you don't want to have a bigger vehicle than necessary in a case where oh there's a lot of traffic you want to be able to get through it more easily And I imagine that since the working class is the forklifts and they're more likely to be compacted into buildings and worse working conditions and all that, it might just be better to have a smaller ambulance for them. But all of that being said, I think my best argument against, well, um, maybe they're like, this is a consistent problem is, well, he was fired. Maybe him being too small was also a reason he was fired. Yeah, he was just also very accident prone and his mm-hmm. siren didn't work, presumably because one of his many accidents. Yeah. Or what if we were just being judgmental? And what if the reason he's accident prone is because people don't know to stop in traffic because his siren you know, doesn't work? Yeah. And if he's deluded himself into thinking it does work, 
then he wouldn't be, you know, careful like an ambulance without a siren would be. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Yeah. All He's very just a, sad. <laughs> a poor fellow with a not working siren and an ear condition that now has joined this group of people who just hit each other really hard with their faces. He sure has. All right, let's move you on. Let's talk about the taxi with blood pressure. Yeah, let's move on to the taxi with blood pressure. All right, uh, so fair game, if I remember right. Yep, yep, fair game. He clearly has a lot of health issues revolving around stress, and in order to solve this, he goes out, joins a group of people that all hurt each other a lot. Yes, it's not great. Why? Why? Why did he think that was a good idea to begin with? I can understand how him getting hit hard enough, often enough, might convince him it's a good thing. But what was the initial provocation for this? How does he hear from his doctor? You are overly stressed, you need to relax, and then immediately go to a demolition derby. See, my thing is, my guy clearly has, like, thinly veiled anger issues, right? I would not describe them as veiled. Yeah, like, I was being generous. Like, his whole, (laughs) his gimmick... Is that he curses. Yep. <laughs> he curses a lot and screams at you. Mm-hmm. So I think this might be a way for Fair Game to release his dark passenger and really get these dark urges out of him. The stress he was dealing with was the stress of holding back his violent tendencies. Yeah, and like even if it's more innocent than that, it's like people who do boxing or kickboxing to let out extra aggression. Even if it's not like, you know, a serial killer murdering people, as I was implying it was. Say you're like a 16-year-old angsty teen with red hair and rippling abs, and all of your friends just don't really understand you, and your parents don't understand you. Your mother's a lawyer who moved away and divorced your father, who's just trying his hardest to make a living for you. And then you're you're also uh, having sex with a, a statutory rapist, teacher and there are serial killers out and about in your town and uh you just need to release some stress (laughs) what do you do you take on uh a non-profit organization where you can punch to your heart's content and also deal with drug dealers by hitting them with a baseball bat and attacking them as a masked vigilante in order to release your dark passenger. Get attacked by a bear. That's what this taxi is. Sometimes. He's just Riverdale. He's just Archie. Man, I could not see where you were going for a while. Uh, At first, I thought you had just described your 16-year-old self as red hair because you did dye your hair red i think around when you were 16 i was uh, 14 but you okay and i really? also did okay. box a little bit to relieve some stress but i thought you had said you had rippling abs as a teenager and i was gonna call you out for that then i thought you're talking matt murdoch maybe <laughs> uh but no i got there Okay. Yeah, that is. Those are all real plot points from the show Riverdale. Uh, Archie gets attacked by a bear and then he goes home like an episode later. It is like, I haven't been studying for the SATs. What am I going to do? <laughs> and then it's he... a phenomenally bad good show. And then he fails the SATs, not because he, he does poorly, does. but because he leaves the room. Because the SATs are more stressed than being attacked by a bear and running from your girlfriend's obviously murderer and gang leader drug dealer father no yeah he was attacked by a bear after he escaped from uh juvie where he was imprisoned for being framed for a murder by his girlfriend's drug uh running father and while he was in prison he was forced to be in a fighting ring so that rich people could bet on them and people would die it's a pretty bad good show like man i can't stop watching it it's terrible but it's man, a pretty do I great terrible it? show if if you enjoy bad shows like i do it's a good one but anyway that was our riverdale fan cast josie and the pussy cast <laughs> nope can't call it that probably <laughs> well i only do one take so that's it i guess sorry don't feel good about it <laughs> 
That's a phrase I've said out loud that I can't in good conscience edit out. It's good content, but it's going on the internet forever, probably. Unmistakably my voice saying it without duress. I was really proud of it, too. I thought it was a good pun. Didn't think about the implications, John. Gotta think about the implications. The amount of time you spend thinking about it afterwards to get to the oh no this thing i was just so proud of i regret so very much so no good. yeah i don't i, I it's it's like pussy cats you see mm-hmm. yeah yeah that they originated from the archie comics so did sabrina the teenage witch <laughs> okay well we're gonna move on from that and not mention it john let's talk about cars <laughs> all right so we've talked about two of them one of them who's a serial killer who's fighting his dark urges. Uh, one sure. who and is has medical a taxi. We just glossed over. <laughs> uh, and uh, let's talk about the one who's got, is it the septum piercing? I would assume the RV has a tire that's a nose ring, basically. That's a tire? I think so. I thought it was a horseshoe. I don't have it pulled up, so I couldn't tell you, but I'm pretty sure it's a tire. Actually, I could probably, it's probably in his character portrait, if I look on. Uh, I'm still on Jambalaya Chimichanga. Uh, it's really motor small. Home. No, yeah, that's not a tire. You're right. I mean, it might be a tire. Might be like a, a bike tire, motorcycle tire. Okay, yeah, looks I could really see that. small. I don't know what that is, and this is confusing me. <laughs> Couldn't tell you, bud. All right, so he's this adorable guy who seems to just be... Your happy-go-lucky big guy who likes pushing people for fun, but not in an aggressive way. He, like, in the middle of one of the interviews, bumps into someone and starts laughing and then noticing that the other guy is unhappy and then noticing the cameras on him. He gets really, like, shy. And it's it's adorable if it weren't so concerning because if I had to describe this person, I would probably describe him as being somewhat childlike. Yeah, who's the one from Of Mice and Men? That is what I was thinking of, actually. George, and then Lenny is the... Okay, yeah. Lenny's the... Yeah, he he holds the rabbit. He says, pet the rabbit. I'm not going to tell you what happens at the end of Mice and Men, but it's bad. Uh, Sort of reminds me of that character from Of Mice and Men, which is very sad. (laughs) Yeah, it just... He seems like this... And the thing is, because they're cars... And because he's an RV that doesn't seem to be that large of an RV, there's a chance that he isn't childlike. He might just be a child. Ooh, don't care for that. Okay. Okay. I will say as a cat, he he doesn't seem like he needs to grow any more like height, I will say. Like just he, looking he at the type kind of, of RV like he short. is. Yeah, but like you, there, there, I'm going to concede that. I don't know, man. Maybe he's a child, and that's deeply, deeply sad. But there, he's not so small that he couldn't be some sort of RV. Like, there are RVs yeah. the size of our friend RV. Definitely believable, but I would say the problem is that it is believable either way. That's fair. All right. You've sent me to an invalid URL in the oh, chat here dang. if you really want me to. What I'm trying to post right now is I'm trying to post specifically what i was talking about earlier where it's the image of miss fritter's old teeth and it's just Mm -hmm. very upsetting to look at man her teeth suck i hate this you're right (laughs) yep (laughs) i didn't notice they're so upsetting yeah all of like you even see in this specific image you've sent me chick hicks right below has the classic car's teeth which are just a straight line unbroken Mm -hmm. like just one giant tooth on top and one giant tooth on bottom it you're your description of it looking like someone photoshopped human teeth onto her, I thought you were just, like, messing with me. No. Or, like, exaggerating. It straight up looks like that, and I yep. hate it a lot. It's very hard to look at. It is. All it right. really, really, really is. So we're worried about the possible child in this demolition derby. We've got the serial killer. We've got the uh, ambulance who was bad at being an ambulance. We've got the teacher who hated being a teacher. And I say teacher 
maybe she actually was a school bus who dropped off kids, but that's really concerning. John, she says in this, I drove for whatever school district for 20 years. What oh, I, I don't know that that means she transported tiny cars inside of her, but at the very least, her job involved driving. Uh, maybe she taught kids how to drive. Would you need a teacher for that in this universe? I Wouldn't mean, it be like walking? She could have been like a coach. Okay. I don't know, man. I think she may have transported tiny cars within her body. Mm-hmm. And I think we really need to sort of like get Embrace ourselves that. into that headspace. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we've oh. talked about <laughs> all those people. We've talked about the terrible, terrible teeth, both versions of them. We've talked about how it might be a cult. Let's talk a little bit more about how illegal this commercial is. And let's let's try and do this like a, a lightning round of illegal things in this commercial. Okay, you seem to have more than me, but I'll give it my best shot. All right. They claimed that they had a miracle cure for uh, not only stress, but also for physical ailments such as a broken siren. That was a few different instances. So that was a few different times they broke the law. They also pretended to be Lightning McQueen and also uh, Cruz Ramirez, which I'm sure that's against the law as long as they were intentionally trying to make it look like it was actually them, which they which did a real bad job. I think job. we can assume, like, even though they do a bad job, it's literally like wood with a hole cut out of it. Yeah, I think they were trying to do a good job, which is sad in of itself. It seemed to be very low budget. They did not edit much. They had the boom in the shot for a while. Uh, <laughs> the, the boom specifically pokes one of the actors to tell them to start saying their lines. They describe this, what I have to assume is an illegal fighting ring as a school, but they intentionally misspell it or maybe unintentionally misspell it so that it's not actually advertising for a real school. Uh, they, yeah. they just straight up mention these two people were in their racing organization, even though they're not just because they were in a race. Uh, so that's just, I guess, is it libel? It's something misrepresentation. Yeah. It's either slander or libel. I don't remember which one's printed, which one's spoken. Yeah. It's, it's not cool. You can't do that. (laughs) Yep. Uh, miracle cures, grand promises, noise violations that are clearly a hazard uh their whole business i again i have to assume it's illegal so that's like a good four or five and also maybe child endangerment yeah maybe child endangerment but there's so much evidence that it's not illegal though (laughs) they do a a prime time commercial after like the biggest race of the year you say that advertising it you say that but guess what they don't describe it as a demolition derby. Yes, and but like also in Cars 3, there's like people make fun of uh, Lightning because they know he was there because there was like a news story of it and they interview them and there's footage of it. And like, so they know what it was. They didn't like shut it down. They're just like, oh, let's interview this bus. How? What do you think about Lightning coming to race at your venue? Maybe it's like one of those weird laws that protect entertainment. Like if you are on a podcast and you're saying something like you've done this drug, that drug, or you're doing drugs, if they can't prove it without specifically using just that, then you can just claim it was a entertainment uh, choice and that it's not real and they can't do anything about that. So you can admit to certain things. And those things can be legal, and it would just be fine for weird entertainment reasons. I don't know, man. I think this is fully legal, and I, I, I don't know why or how, but I think it's legal. And that's really bad, especially because another point I wanted to get back to is even if this isn't a cult, which again, I haven't ruled out, this is a lot of like very disadvantaged people, mm-hmm. the outcasts of society. We talked a lot about I think in the Cars 3 or Healthcare episode or something, the car who gets his, like, spine axle, his, yeah, his spine, like, reset and then unreset. And, like, we've got the, the, the two cars with 
medical conditions that they talk about who Mm -hmm. siren is broken and who has like anger and stress related uh like biological problems Mm -hmm. and they and they just come and beat each other senseless for the entertainment of those who can afford not to do it yep it's it's people who are literally broken breaking themselves more so that people will be entertained and it's clearly people who can't afford to like get repairs that they clearly need yeah we talked about that a lot because the guy's spine again he was so so excited to have his spine reset yeah when clearly it it's something that could be done oh Mm -hmm. man thunder hollow makes me a little sad yep (laughs) like they they're into it and the fact that they're into it is good for them i guess but like i don't know it's weird it's a weird place that i don't like exists yeah but like i feel like this is one of those things where I'm I'm convinced that this is an illegal thing that people just aren't taking care of because people don't care enough. Because even the footage doesn't necessarily show that it was definitely a demolition derby. It was just, oh, this is a race gone terribly, terribly wrong in my racing school. It's supposed to just be a normal track because I teach people how to race in difficult terrain. But a fight broke out. You can make all sorts of claims, and she doesn't claim it's a demolition derby. She claims it's a school. So it seems like but, one of those things where it's, yeah, this is clearly illegal. And that's why he gets made fun of for being in it, because it's like uh, this den of crime. But no one's stopping it because the wealthy can't be bothered. And the poor are entertained by the other poor being destroyed. Yeah, but like the... In her commercial, each car that does a testimonial enters by just body checking the other one, much like in like in the same way they would the demolition derby. I think it's explicit. I think that they just these people don't have protections in the legal system. No matter what, it's very sad. Get in the comments. Uh, either it's vote. Tell us. Yeah. Tell us what you think. T- tell us which way it's sad. Either it's legal and that's very very bad. Or it's illegal and nobody is doing anything about it. And that's also very, very bad. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Who else do we have to talk about? Because we could talk about specifically the guy with the broken back whose name I don't know. You know, I don't know it either. He wasn't in the commercial. Wasn't in the commercial. I bet if I keep clicking on these names, he'll be one of them. Ooh, I hope he's Mr. Drippy. Ooh, Mr. Drippy. No, that's a water truck. Roscoe? It's not Roscoe. He's a fan. Sigalert? That's a weird name, but it's not them. Ooh, I bet it's Fishtail. <laughs> That's a sad name if it is. It's probably no, Fishtail. It's not. it's not? It's not Fishtail. High Impact? Come on now. I'm going to... I've I've fully committed to doing this now. Oh, it's T-Bone. Oh. <laughs> I, I got to admit, though. <laughs> That's a shame. There are several that are good for it. Just Fishtail, very good. Fishtail was... High Impact, yeah, fishtail, very good. Yeah. So, yeah, he's very sad. <laughs> yep, very, very sad. Hmm. Yeah, his his little quote at the top is him being excited. Uh, he says, woohoo, look, ma, I can drive. And then he gets hit again and goes, oh, man. <laughs> so, oh, man, that's very much akin to, and I don't know that I'll leave this in, but it's kind of akin to those videos where people get out of the their wheelchair for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. Only to be get get hit by a car again. I don't know that I want to leave that in. That made me too sad, almost. <laughs> yeah, it have like there's an SNL skit that's like that, but making fun of like high school musical type things, where this kid's got two broken legs, and all the kids are like, "Hey, don't worry about it. You can make it to the dance. All you need is to believe." And then he tries to get up, and he just falls over and hurts himself worse. And then he keeps doing that till he's in a full body cast. And he's just like, every single time they're like, no, you just got to believe and try. He's like, no, stop it. This isn't going to work. And it's just going to hurt. And it's just like super over the top reactions are the only reason that this could be laughed at instead of just very sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 T- uh, T-Bone's, T-Bone's sad. Mm-hmm. T-Bone made me very sad, as he often does. Again, like... <sighs> This autobiography is just a 
a very sad look at a very sad place where broken people break each other. Do you want to talk more about the fact that you think this is a cult? I mean, what else is there to say? There's a, air quotes, charismatic leader who has weirdly devoted followers and is trying to gain a higher population and uh, requires that these people mark themselves in a way that makes them different from others so that they have to feel a new sense of identity. They assume different names, which is a big part of being in a cult. They, They willingly sacrifice their health for this cult, like fully knowing it, but also like they feel like they owe her something somehow. Like all these things are like classic cult. Yeah, this does not to get too topical here, but this does not sound too dissimilar from uh GW Zoo and Tiger King, Joe mm-hmm. Exotics Zoo. <sighs> he Joe would very much prey on very very much uh down on their luck individuals. Uh, yeah, down on their luck individuals, specifically people who had just gotten out of prison or had no place to go. Mm-hmm. He, Man, like, it kind of seems like Miss Fritter might do the same. <laughs> yeah, he specifically would wait and have people call him if he found someone that was clearly homeless so that he could offer them help by putting them in an extremely dangerous situation for very little pay. Uh, and then there's... What what's the other guy's name? The guy who named himself Doc Ansel? Lord Doc Bavagon Ansel. He's yep. my least favorite of the three big players. He's my least favorite. He freaks me out so much. But is it because he's got a sex cult where he forces people to alter their bodies at extremely young ages and also indoctrinates them when they're uh, legally still children? That's probably the big reason, John. Yeah. Huh, because I would have assumed it it was also something like how he only pays them $100 uh, a week and then schedules them surgeries uh, without their consent or knowledge. Uh, Or maybe or maybe the fact that, uh, you know, he's he's got all these extremely dangerous animals and and he he uses that to lure people in and distract from the, the just general terrible society he's built for himself. Where he's worshipped in a harem? No, yeah. I would say it's also that, actually. Now that you mention it, let's go with C, all of the above. If you haven't watched Tiger King yet, it's bonkers as hell. Give it a shot. Uh, No people are good. Some people, like, are really, like, uh, putting Joe Exotic on a pedestal as if he did nothing wrong. Joe Exotic is not a good person. (laughs) No, Joe Exotic is a very bad person. he is at least in the portrayal and the information that i have of him maybe there's a lot of good work that he's done on the side and like a lot of i don't know but he is doing some terrible things no yeah and who can say how much we can trust the portrayal we've been given but i will say one of the big things i've seen that people have said in like articles and stuff that was actually left out of tiger king is that he's also a giant racist so that's not good. That's not a good start. Are there any people of color that work for him? Not off the top of my head. Oh, he's also... and I, obviously I can't say that. Okay. With certainty, but well, this has been our Tiger King fan cast. So I'm gonna lean into it. It's also jo- Josie and the Pussy Cast. <laughs> okay. I'm okay. proud of that one. I've I've turned around. I like it now. I'm happy with it. <laughs> Uh, I just there there's so much to say about Tiger King. There are podcasts that are immediately devoted to just that show, and I get it. I keep keep in mind I mean, th- we have watched was it three episodes? I've watched all of it. I think you've watched uh, three episodes. Okay, I've watched three episodes. I can't understand why the internet is latching on to hating Carol so much. Yeah, I don't like, think she, she doesn't come her off husband. great. I think that and like, her husband wanted to like leave the country illegally and she knew about it and agreed to it and then they set the whole thing up. I can't substantiate that, but no one can also substantiate that she definitely killed her husband and fed him to tigers. Yeah, and it's kind of telling that there are these two tiger there are there are basically three tiger cults that are mentioned and the one that gets the most hate is the one run by the woman. But I don't want to get too much into that. I don't think the evidence is there that she killed her husband. I'm not going to say that the evidence isn't fully point away from that, but I think you're 
thing of him just like wanting to disappear is much more likely. Yeah, it's it's weird and everything about it's unsettling. And we mentioned before, like libel and slander. How is Here Kitty Kitty not an illegal song? I guess you could argue parody with that, but it's the thin thin line. I mean, my guy, you'll you'll see more as we watch. He pretty openly talks about a lot wanting to murder Carol Baskins in a public forum. So doesn't he get arrested for that, though? Oh, he gets arrested for I'm not going to tell you exactly what, but like he gets arrested for something a step higher than that. Oh, Uh, no. But yeah, it's pretty good. I feel like we've talked a lot about Miss Fritter and co. We may come back a little bit, but mm-hmm. we've been te- we've teased the fan email an awful lot. You want to talk about that for a while? All right, let's talk about this uh, fan email. It's it's uh, title hello the kachat. All right, good start, good start. Uh, them hello specifically our names, which even nicer addressing us both at the same time in that same line. It's gr- it's great. I'm loving it. And then there's Are you going this, to read this verbatim. And then there's this uh, beautiful email. This beautiful email that uh, has one, two, three, four, five, like seven different just great things in it. So great. So happy about it. And I'll go ahead and say it was sent in by a fan named Caden. Caden, I'm I'm not sure I'll ever be able, fully comfortable calling anybody but Faith number one fan. This has shot you up the ranks, my guy. Let me tell you. And we've still got good old Paul, but... I will go ahead and say that your title, let's let's go for it. You are our number one fanboy from the fourth dimension. Yeah, that is how uh, Caden signs this email. Uh, so, right off the bat, <laughs> I'll read this sentence, I guess. <laughs> Just wanted to report in that I've become well-known by my fellow staff at my university satire magazine for being the guy who writes <laughs> sexual car-related content. And... Just in case us like people didn't understand what he was talking about, he did put in parentheses, a.k.a. car porn. Oh, boy. Uh, I I just wish that we had an example of some of of some of the of some of their work. You know, it would just I would really like to be able to appreciate it in its entirety. But I guess that'll never happen. Actually, no, because. I was maybe going to save this for the end of it, but I can't wait any longer. I know we explain. Listen, listen, come, come down with me for a minute from the high. That is this email listeners. I did explicitly state several episodes ago, do not send us cars, pornography. And I'm going to stand right by that. But Caden did in fact send us some of his cars, a a cars uh, erotic poem. And we are going to reward him by reading it on the podcast. And that seems very incongruent from my statement that I'm still standing by of please don't send us cars pornography. Yep, I'm going to say this is the one. We will not reward <laughs> anyone else for sending us anything relating to car pornography unless it's this but, good. <laughs> yeah, if it's this good and if you personally create it, I'm not going to keep that rule for like fan art because I don't even know how we would share that. On our Twitter, I guess, but I don't want cars porn, like pornographic images on our Twitter. Anyway, I'm going to read the poem now. It is titled, Strip Weathers is One Sexy MFR. Uh, Strip Weathers being the king, the blue car, who is in the three-way tie at the beginning of Cars 1. <sighs> I'm sorry. Okay. Would you like to switch off? Line for line? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to take this away from you also, so I'll, I'll do the first you, and then we'll alternate. All right. Talk about classics, huh? Modernity ain't got nothing on that stylish 1970s design. Look at that Dynaco blue body. What a fine spoiler you got there. Optimized aerodynamics? I'll say. Race car and crew chief? Get you a man who can do both. King in the streets, king in the sheets, you know? Really puts the super in Superbird. Run me over with that 426 cubic inch Hemi engine. Absolutely flatten me with that top speed of over 200 miles per hour. 
muscle car. More like muscle me into bed, please. Cover me with tire marks. <laughs> so, so uh, if you think you can do <laughs> anywhere near as good as that, don't, but maybe do. <laughs> yeah. You can, I, don't, don't send us cars porn, but like, I don't know if it's also, let's be honest, able to be read on our program like this one is, I'll say, and you write it. I don't know. Sure. Why not? But actually don't, but maybe, but don't send us cars porn. We really appreciate this poem. It's, it's wonderful. Thank you very much. Yeah. But anyway, they say some very kind things. Uh, they specifically give John some, some love regarding his appendicitis recovery, which is very kind. I'm sure you appreciated that, John. I did, in fact, get appendicitis, and I also asked to keep mine and was just Mm. told no. I'm sure there's a very good reason they do that. I'm not sure what it is, though. I guess they thought I was joking. I don't know. But, like, when I think about it, I get it. Like, I don't know the medical or legal reasons why you can't keep your appendix, but, like, I'm kind of glad that you can't. And I don't know why, uh, but they ask several questions, uh, which I will say we have answered several of your questions in our episodes, but that's totally well, fine. We have attempted to. We've talked about, you know what? You're absolutely right. We've talked about several of these topics. We very, very rarely answer any questions on this very dumb podcast that we like to do. But one of the favorite things uh, they submitted, or one of my favorite things they submitted was like a long time ago, uh, I'll just read what they said. I remember eons ago, y'all discussed Doc and Louise Nash's line that Doc doesn't like fast women. I would like to submit to the board that this doesn't mean Doc was misogynistic, but that he was gay. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Which, honestly, yeah. Like, it was more more than a little bit heteronormative that we didn't come to that conclusion ourselves, and I think that makes more sense with Doc's character than Doc being a misogynist that we never have any like further evidence that i know of in the series i will say the way it is phrased is uh it doesn't like fast women the implication being that he doesn't like women who are fast as in something about racing and it implies that the person speaking might think that he's uh misogynistic but it might just be hinting at the fact that louise didn't know that Doc was gay? No, yeah, I think that that's a good reading of it. But and I could I could very well see that. Yeah, I think it makes more sense than what we said, so thank you for calling us out on that, honestly. They also sent their friend code and invited us to come to their island on Animal Crossing, which I don't know. I probably won't do that cuz I don't know you in real life and I don't know, but that's cool. Thank you. I also have a tree of every fruit though, so. You have a tree of every fruit? Yes, oh I'm very good at Animal Crossing, John. I put over a hundred hours into it. And what the fuck, oh, John? It's a very good game, and I'm stuck at home all day, and I just sort of leave it on while I do my work I during thought, the day. I thought it was like designed to be played a few hours a day. It fully is, John, but that's not how I play it. <laughs> okay, well, I'm really wanting to get the game. I have not yet, but I might. Oh boy. All right, well, that's uh, pretty much. There, there's also one thing I really appreciate, and that's a, uh, they ain't got no opposable thumbs. I just appreciate that. Thank you. No, oh, yeah, good reference to, what I'm gonna call your catchphrase. It feels very self-important to say that you have a catchphrase. Uh, but thank you so much, Caden. That was a really cool email, and uh, I'm not gonna speak for John, but I'll say for myself at least, it literally made my day. Oh, uh, that does kind of bring me to a question from Liz, though, John. What's that question uh, from Liz? Let me see if I can remember it. Uh, while I do that, I will say what the segment is to sort of vamp a little bit. Uh, both of our significant others are named Elizabeth. They ask us questions. We don't tell you which is which. I guess that's the joke. Uh, this week, the question is, if I remember right, there were two questions, actually. I think uh, it was just an expanding of the initial question. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but who's the hottest car? And then... Would you bang a car? And uh, then, how much would it cost? How much would it cost? Yes, how, how much, much would it cost, cost for you us? to attempt to bang a car? Which, terrible questions. I hate all of them. Mm-hmm. 
but thank you to one of the Liz's. Yep. For asking those. I'm going to defer to you, John, while I think of a way to answer this in a way I'm comfortable with. All right. Let's, let's go uh, turn by turn. I'm going to give my first answer. My first answer is the car that I think is one of the more objectively attractive cars. Uh, oh, Jesus, go ahead. But not necessarily one that I would, uh, and that may be because of personal hangups. Maybe not. It is, and uh, the I've got two on my mind, and the two are uh, Jackson Storm and Shu Todoroki. Okay, yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. They're both Jackson very, Storm is a very handsome cars. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'll say. I will say that I think for the bounds of this question, both Flo and Ramon, they're an attractive couple, you know? Hmm. Hmm. As for how much would it cost for me to bang a car? I don't know that there's an amount of money that would make me do that if we're going to get to the serious corner of the podcast real quick. Whether it be just a real car in our universe or a character from Disney Pixar's cars. John, how do you feel? Uh... A real car, as long as I can do it legally and like I'm not gonna be hurting myself doing it, then I yeah, would that's probably my big say with the real car. Like, uh, I don't know, maybe fifty bucks. Fifty, so low, bud. Okay. See, like if oh, it's a real man. car okay. and I'm not gonna get hurt and it's gonna be legal, then I, as long as no one's watching, I mean, it's not that terribly unimaginable to me like i wouldn't want but like, to but if someone were to pay me yeah sure my another one of my hang-ups besides the potential personal injury that this would bring me is they have to have proof you've done it right oh no and i don't know nope. of, a, of a way yeah i don't know of a any way to prove that i've done this that would be worth any amount of money to me you see, like, the bet has to be they just trust me on it. Yeah, but, like, that's not how bets work, you know? <laughs> I mean, for anyone I'm close enough to that would offer me this bet, they would trust me on it. I don't know, man. I'm working on the assumption that I have to prove it somehow, and there's no way I would be willing to do that. Uh, if I have to prove it, depending on the person is the price, but I'd say lowest is probably a uh, hundred. John... Someone who listens to this is going to offer you $100 to do this. Yeah, and if they're not a person I know very well, the price is going to skyrocket. <laughs> okay, man. If you get some weird texts and emails, that's not on me. I've got on record saying I won't do it. <laughs> uh, all right. And for my final answer on the which car I find the most attractive, I guess I would go with Holly Shiftwell. Holly Shiftwell's an attractive car, man. I guess. Yep. I don't want. I don't. I haven't been comfortable for about ten minutes, so I'm gonna say let's end the podcast. Uh, Thunder Hollow's a weird, bad place, and the people in it make me sad. That's sort of the overarching theme of this episode. Thanks so much for listening. And we uh, if it. if my wife were turned into a car from Cars, I'd do it for free because I love my wife. One, that's cheating. Two, why would you say that in a public <laughs> forum? Uh. <laughs> Again, thank you for listening. The episode's over now. Uh, you can email us uh, thekachat at gmail.com or you can tweet us the, uh, at thekachat. Both of those are one word. John usually tells us, tells you to subscribe and tell people and like it and share it. And So I'm going to say all that because I'm afraid he'll say more stuff about having sex with cars. That's all the things we say. I'm Lucas. He's John. He's not allowed to talk anymore. That's the end of the podcast. Kachu. I'll leave that in, I guess. Tiny robot armies take